This podcast is brought to you by Kindness Defined, our bold new look at kindness. This book will empower us to be kind, not nice, learn to say no with a smile, and experience the life-changing power of kindness. Grab your copy, whether physical or digital, at kindnessdefined.com today. What's good, everybody? What's good? This is the intro-powered podcast. Welcome. This is your host, Ase Daniels, and I am so glad you took the time to listen today. I am so excited, and if you haven't already, do me a favor, subscribe, rate, and comment on today's podcast, and man, I'm really excited. Let me do some tweaking here. I don't like y'all seeing my door in the back here. Nope, wrong way. There we go. See, I'll see my cool little Ikea light back here. Um, so yeah, uh, subscribe to the Intro Powered Podcast. I am excited. Let me put my banner up so y'all can see my website. Y'all can hop on there. Um, I am so excited to be on tonight. And we are, let me tell you who we are, the Intro Power Tribe. This is who we are. And I'm pulling my notes up here to remind us, we. this is the tribe we want to build. This is, I can't think of anything more exciting and more fun. And it's starting slow, but I'm okay with it because this is not for everybody. That's what I love about the Intro Power Tribe. You know who you are when you hear these. This should resonate with you. It should draw you in and pull you in because this is your space. This is the community. And I am um, working to build this. I got, uh, man, I got an exciting offer that's coming. And I'm going to let you guys know about that really, really soon. But that's going to really be the catalyst to really launch this community. But I'm big on consistency. Consistency moves the needle. I want y'all to see that I'm consistent and I'm serious about this thing. And I want you to know that this is a space where you can feel comfortable. But again, this is the intro powered. Who are the intro powered? Intro powered. We are powered by our no. Powered by it. Okay. We are recharged with kindness while not being nice. And we are propelled by our life's magnet, which is our spiritual gift. This is a big deal for me. And I need us to understand. We need to know who we are. So many times we're doing things for other people. We don't know who we are. And if you don't know who you are, then you don't know what to do. It's extremely important. I cannot underestimate how important it is that we know who we are and what we stand for and what is important to us, what is meaningful for us, right? Um, so we have to find that space. We have to find that space and feel comfortable in it. Feel comfortable in our own bodies, okay? But I'm gonna get started here but because I want us to get what we are finishing up our series. This has been a, such a fun series. We are talking about a really dense topic and a lot of spaces is not really comfortable for a lot of people because, you know, talking about codependency and I didn't bring my book, but um, we need to talk about these things because codependency is a realization that a lot of us are addicted Yes, I said it, addicted to being nice, okay? 
And there's certain ways that you know. So I'm going to do a quick recap on the the two previous podcasts. And then tonight we're going to talk about practical ways to address our codependency, dealing with the truth that we many of us come to. I've come to it. I've come to the truth, the realization that I have codependency traits and tendencies. I'm there. And I'm, I'm finally turning the corner. I'm finally coming to the acceptance part of it. Right. And it's, I'm telling you, it's been a humbling, harrowing experience, but I'm grateful for it. I'm so grateful for it because I want to grow. I want to learn. I want to mature and I want to model. If I want to be, you know, I'm just, I'm excited, y'all, and I'll share with you guys. Um, I'm two classes away from finishing my master's in pastoral counseling. And man, this has been a fun journey. And I'm getting so much, so excited as I see the end of sight. I see it. I'm right there. And and it's a, it's and it has a um and I'm doing a uh, a specialty in life coaching, uh, emphasis on life coaching. So that I feel like these two go together, and especially with this community intro power tribe, man, I, I want us to I want you all to feel like this is for you because we're we're not comfortable where we are, we're not satisfied with where we are, and I want us to get to the space where not only are we not comfortable, but we are pushing to become a, the best version of ourselves, to show up for ourselves, right? So that we can do so much more for others. That's the goal. That's what we want to be able to do, okay? So I'm just setting up my stuff here. Boom, here we go. All right, so quick recap. Signs that we, our codependency, that we are codependent. Let me just read the definition of codependency real quick. Let me let me break this down real quick. See y'all, and again, it's just a quick recap is Codependency is a dysfunctional relationship dynamic where one person assumes the role of the giver, sacrificing their own needs for the well-being of the other, the taker. And this is like this definition. There was another one, and I don't have my book close by. But either way, I'm gonna probably I'm gonna probably post the other definition because it's important that we define these terms because we need to be able to listen and hear it. To know, does this resonate with us? Is this us? Is this where we are, right? Because only when we're honest, I'm telling you. I, I, see, I think a lot of people know they need to be honest, but they don't have a space to do it. They don't know where they feel comfortable without being judged and minimized or trying to be fixed. That's what I'm excited about because we need to be honest. And codependency is a challenge. It's, it's, it's a dysfunctional relationship dynamic that we have to address. We have to be honest about it. The only way we can get through it, the only way is through like uh, 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 up, uh, up armor. <laughs> Under Armour, that's their new logo, the, old, the, the their new tagline. The only way is through. So the only way to get to being kind is to go through the journey to climb up out of the pit of being nice. Some of us are addicted because I didn't know, but I'm telling you and I'm challenging us to, to understand what this is all about is that being nice is, is, is similar to the brain because being nice is when we, quote, unquote, do good things for other people. But the problem becomes is that our brains don't know. We know consciously, but our brains are, I'll say, our subconscious doesn't know that being nice and being kind are the same subconsciously. But we need to consciously make the decision and know that there's a difference between being nice and being kind. And being nice is when we 
Oh, let me read that definition. And I'm worried this is a working definition. It's a subtle cultural acceptable norm which uses partial truths and manipulation to gain acceptance, where we deliberately avoid telling the truth, speaking our truth to ensure shallow interactions, avoid speaking our truths that make little, that makes little or no impact on our lives or the lives of others. This is what being nice is all about. I'm telling you, we need to shun it. We need to abandon it. We need to dismiss it. We should, things are nice. People, you and I who are listening to this, we need to be kind. I'm telling you, being nice is transactional. Being kind is transformational. And I want us to live here, but let's keep going. Let's keep going. So symptoms, signs that our codependency aligns with being nice. Again, it's a subtle form of manipulation where we, we don't want to tell the truth. We want to be dishonest and we want to keep people at arm's length because we don't want to speak our truth. We're uncomfortable for whatever reason. We're people pleasing. We want to do for others and then put ourselves at a deficit. And that's not biblical. That's not uh, spirit led. None of that. Okay. So you know, if you have a challenge with, you might be addicted to being nice and codependency is the the umbrella on which I might, it might, this might fall in, right? Where you're codependent, you know you might be codependent if you uh, have a hard time saying no, have poor boundaries, feeling compelled to take care of people when they don't ask, and you volunteer. Now, I'm not talking about somebody who's had, you know, a life, uh, a burden of life, where I call them something that was not une was unexpected by the person, you know, like the um, like Jesus used the parable of when the 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 person was on was was traveling and they got beat up and 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 mugged and and all their money was taken. You see them on the ground, the the, the good Samaritan, right? Not that story. Not that's not what I'm talking about. That is when we need to go alongside and support and help that person, help that individual. And another issue, you know, somebody's going through a divorce, somebody's got uh, a terminal or a, a, a severe di health diagnosis, you know, um, someone who's just lost a job, um, you know, someone who's lost a son or a daughter or, or a, a parent or something significant. That's where we need to be kind and come alongside. But I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about the person that where we know we, we feel compelled to care for people who are being irresponsible, who don't are not looking to change and not asking for help, but you still feel compelled to go and help when 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 really they're not they're definitely not saying thank you, but you still feel this the need to kind of jump in and quote unquote save them and, and rescue them, right? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not this is not a comfortable conversation, you know. Siri knew it was going to be comfortable, but I had to do. It. I felt I felt compelled to talk about it because we need to address it. Because being codependent is not the way to go. It's destructive. It's unhelpful. It's harmful to us individually, and it's unhelpful to really the people that we really want to help. We think we're helping, but we're really enabling their bad decisions and irresponsibility. Yeah, another sign. Um, having trouble communicating honestly. You might be codependent. 
because your emotions are tied in or enmeshed, enmeshment. We've heard that term over the last year, enmeshment, where your emotions are enmeshed with someone else, something external. That is a dangerous space to be in. It's, it's a unsure place. We can't connect our emotions so much so that when someone feels good, we feel good. But when we, they feel bad and they come in the door with a cloud, all of a sudden our emotions and our uh, feelings dip to match theirs, that's codependency. We cannot live in that space where we are tossed to and fro based on other people's feelings. I'm telling you, it's, oh man, we need, we need help. We need help. We need to talk these things through in a safe space because if we don't and we linger and we last, some of us have been doing this for years. We've been codependent. And I was just listening to a podcast, a, a TED Talk today, that we people think that health and the things that we eat are the ones that's really hurting us, that's really destroying us, that's really uh, impacting negatively our lives. It's not. The biggest thing that's impacting our lives is depression and stress. It's worse than any bad diet you could ever eat. And we don't want to talk about it for whatever reason because a lot of us are comfortable. Again, being addicted to being nice. It's, it's kind of like a cultural norm. It's an acceptable norm, being nice. We think it's okay and we kind of look the other way with it and we don't really address it. You might be codependent. And then, oh man, and then see, your symptom, another symptom is that you deny one's own needs, thoughts, and feelings for the sake of the other person. Come on. Come on. You know how you feel. You know when it's a struggle for you. You know that you need to say no, but you said yes anyways. Why? That's the question each one of us needs to answer for ourselves. We need a safe space in which to do that. So these are symptoms. And, you know, See, again, last one, using love, pity. Yeah, again, the story of uh, the Good Samaritan. That was pity. I mean, that was love. But pity is when we are doing things for other people that they don't even want your help. Oh, man, I'm telling y'all, this is, this is some serious stuff. Okay, uh, let's see here. Boom. The next one was that these are consequences, right? We talked about the consequences. Let's go through these real quick. We live in denial. We have low self-esteem. We live to, again, you think you can get away with being nice, being addicted to being nice, being codependent on other people. You're getting tossed to and fro based on what they do or don't do. This what These are the results. You, you First, you start with denial. Oh, I'm okay. I'm fine. Fearful, insecure, neurotic, and emotional based on other people, based on externals. Anything we base externally on our self-worth and value is, 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 is a setup for disaster. Anything external. Now, I'm not saying we're not going to feel hurt. And when we see, when someone says something negative, you know, we're not, we can feel we're still human beings. But the problem is, is that when it goes on and on, day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, Century after century, century is 10 years, right? I always forget. I always get those confused. 
But y'all know what I'm talking about. 10, 20, 25, 30, 30. We, some of us have been dragging this codependent mindset and, and, and atmosphere around with us for years. And we don't know why, but we, 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 we pretend that when we start listening to podcasts like this, then the truth tumbles out. Then we realize, oh, because I'm codependent now, I have low self-esteem. I don't feel good about myself until I hear I get a slap on the back or until I hear from someone else outside of myself. Instead of my horizontal relationship with God and, again, our, our deliberate choice of who we surround ourselves with, you know, that's where we get into trouble. See, we then we go into compliance. Let, let me tell y'all something. Compliance is doing things for others that we don't want to, but for the sake of our self-esteem, we have other esteem. We feel good when other people feel good about us. But then the problem is that the, the, the finish line keeps moving. And then what used to be the finish line, what used to let them feel good about, tell them that uh, they would tell us that they feel good about, all of a sudden that line moves. Then we have more to get their approval to get their slaps on the back, to get their acknowledgement. Then we have to do more, then we have to do more, then our integrity starts coming into question, then we just start doing things we're uncomfortable doing, then we start, you know, uh, going places that we normally wouldn't go. I'm telling you, it's a pit. It's a trap. Codependency. And this will, these are the, these are the, um, the, the, the consequences but tonight i want to talk about let me talk about these real quick how to get out of this so you let's say we find out that you know what yep i'm codependent i say man you broke it down yep i have a hard time saying no i got really poor boundaries you know um i feel compelled to take care of people even when they refuse to, to do better even though when they continually come back with the same problem over and over again without any kind of uh, a growth pattern being seen or experienced or shared you know, they just come to know, come to you because they know you will bail them out. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. But we say we're here, right? And we feeling low. We got free, low self-esteem. And we are constantly compliant to other people, constantly. You know, and then we then we mess around. See, then we go to the other extreme. See, we're codependent. Then all of a sudden, we want to control. This is the other consequence. We feel like we have to control the narrative. We have to control our lives and those close to us to get them to do for us what we need instead of uh, having it in and of ourselves in our relationship with God and, and, and equipping and empowering ourselves so that give not with expectation. That's being nice. Being nice gives with expectation. Being kind is when we give without expectation. We give with joy, not out of reluctance or obligation. The Bible says, 2 Corinthians 9 verse 7, God loves a cheerful giver. This is a deep spiritual principle and it's not just talking about money. Okay? We get, we, okay, and we're here. We're here. So we need to make the shift. We need to say, you know what? I no longer want to be codependent. Here are practical ways to address my codependency. And I, the goal is to really make the shift from being nice to being kind, because kindness is not codependent. It's it's we know we have a, because and where I'm coming from is the intro power tribe. We all know that without God, we have nothing. We know that without that relationship with Him, 
without his strength, without his guiding principles and his spirit motivating us and giving us discernment on what to say yes to, when to say no, based on our, the again, based on our purpose, we get to screen any decision based on our giftedness and God's purpose for us in alignment with his spiritual principles found in his word. That's how we know what to say no to. And we also know what to say yes to. I'm telling you, once you finally get here, life will become so much easier. You'll know what kind of people to surround yourself with. Then all of a sudden, you know uh, what career to join because you know where your gifting and your passion align based on your character. Found the foundation of character, that never changes. The foundation never changes. The, uh, the infrastructure never changes. The skeleton of character cannot change. Okay? Uh, and see, this is this is the problem. We need to address this because we think some of us think that we're actually saving people by you know with um. And I wrote it down here. Yeah, see, we think we think actually ple people pleasing is is noble. It's not. I listened to a podcast today. People pleasing is not noble. People pleasing is not noble. No, you're, and, and then when you get mad, when they don't change and they don't shift, this is what I, I, this is what I'm experiencing. When I would get mad and angry and just frustrated and bitter, how come you're not changing? How come you're not listening to me? How come you're not doing what I'm telling you to do? One of the hardest parts about life, the hardest parts about life, this life, is watching someone go down a path where you and I both know that it's gonna to lead to bad decisions, pain, frustration, confusion, you know, trauma, you know, guilt, shame, all those things. We know it. To love them enough, to respect them enough, to love and respect them enough to allow them to go. Because people who want help will ask. Now I'm not talking about again. Not not. Uh, uh, and I'll stick with the example. The good Samaritan, the guy when he when he was walking and he saw the guy that was beat up and and and, and you know robbed. He couldn't speak up for himself because he was you know barely hanging on to life. He couldn't speak for himself. Those individuals who cannot speak for themselves either due to grief, and I'm learning more about grief than I ever have before. And grief is something that unites us all. It doesn't matter who you are, where you're from how much money you have, who your parents are, you know, how many degrees you got behind your name. None of that matters with grief and loss. All of us go down that path. All of us on planet Earth. Because part of this life is experiencing loss. People that are insanely close to us. Mothers, like I lost my mom in August. I know what that's like. It, it's painful. And I wouldn't wish... What I experienced and what my me and my family experienced, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. Watching what I had to, you know, grief is painful. And some people never get over it. But what the problem is, is that we start looking externally instead of doing the work internally. We look externally. We become codependent on other people. Then when things don't go our way, we get bitter. We get mad. We get angry. That's codependent. 
We and it might hurt us, but we gotta pray and then and we gotta pray. This is why prayer is so important and powerful. We have to be willing to pray and know that God loves them more than we ever could. And that somehow, some way, he's gonna work it out. But only, and we pray that God will move on their heart, the spirit of God will move on their heart to awaken to their, to like, like the, uh, uh, you know, the prodigal son had to come to himself, the Bible says, he came to himself and said, I'm gonna go back. We have to, and the only question is not whether or not the spirit of God will move on our heart, but when they come to us, when they come to safe spaces to need and ask for help, are we there? And I'm telling you, if you haven't done the work yourself of addressing your codependent issues, you will not have the capacity or the compassion to go and help that brother. The one that you were mad and frustrated with, you won't have the compassion to help them. You won't. Your, your heart will be clogged. It'll be clogged with bitterness and frustration and low self-esteem and, 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 uh, and, and wanting to manipulate and control things all the time. Because you're so hurt and you don't want to experience again, but you, you go the opposite extreme way instead of the kind, loving, compassionate way. Dealing with your stuff first. Then whoever is willing Whosoever comes, behold, I stand at the door and knock, Jesus says, out of respect and, and, and love. He's not going to drag you out and drag you to heaven. He won't do it. Love always gives a choice. Always. We have to choose to say, you know what? I need help. I'm tired of being codependent. I'm tired of struggling with my low self-esteem. I'm tired of always saying yes because I'm, I'm terrified and I'm tired of hiding. Some of us go to extreme, one extreme or the other. We hide from everybody. Uh, you know, some women say stuff like, the, uh, you know, I don't have any girl, women girlfriends. That to me is, that's hiding, that's avoidance. Because one, one, you know, one sister back in the day did you wrong and all of a sudden you, you're, you're hiding, you're avoiding. That's codependent. You, but you think it's codependent, meaning that it's attached to someone. But listen, again, if your emotions go up and down based on what someone else does. Now, I'm talking about not just a one-time situation. I'm talking about ongoing, continual, just pushing your buttons. That's what I'm talking about being codependent. That's what I'm struggling with and working through right now today. I'm working through it. And I'm challenging us. Five things. Here we go. Number one. First thing. Uh, May is Mental Health Month. Shout out to all the mental health therapists that are helping individuals work through their individual uh, trauma and pain and confusion. And what's on their heart? Creating safe spaces for people to land and to express and to emote, especially for us black men, to open up and be honest and transparent and vulnerable so that we can get to the root of these issues, to get the root of our codependency, codependent habits and ways, so we can get to the truth, then we can address the truth and then develop practical, helpful ways to avoid dealing, be, becoming codependent and choosing to be kind to ourselves and then to others, but not allowing other people's emotions, feelings, thoughts, beliefs, etc., to determine how we feel about ourselves. Number one, get a therapist. Get one. 
This is a great month to do it. May is Mental Health Month. Mental Health Awareness Month. Get one. Yeah, I have a therapist. Yep, proud of it. Excited for it because I'm doing my work. I'm addressing my challenges. I'm, I'm, I refuse to allow external uh, uh, individuals and circumstances to always manipulate and I feel just kind of just tossed to and fro. I, I don't like that feeling. I, I want to address it. And when, when people do things, we let them do it. We let them. And we trust, we pray, and we trust that God is powerful. He can move on hearts more than situations in Ukraine and all that. God, the hardest thing to do is to, to change someone's mind, to change someone's heart. But, it, but life has a way of softening us up to make us willing to say, you know what? Maybe this is the time. And we, and by the way, we've all been softened up by this pandemic. <laughs> and then the pandemic is just the foundation of, of what life already brings along with it. The pandemic just kind of gave a flat plant, a flat foundation, you know, pandemic and losing a loved one, pandemic and losing a job, pandemic and, you know, learning that you have a, a dire health diagnosis cancer, right? COVID. Look, I mean, look at all this stuff that we have to have had to deal with. And people think it's over. It's not over. There's no cure. When they say they go and they got a cure and people aren't willing to take it, then we can start, you know, getting back to quote unquote normal. But many of us know the new normal, it's a new normal. The old ways, what we used to occur back in the day, you know, a couple years ago, those days aren't coming back, but I believe that's for the better. And, I, and I'm challenging churches especially to say, you know what? We don't need to drag the 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 the, the frozen carcass of, of frozen success forward. We can we can come up with a new version of success. What worked in the past and was successful might not necessarily work now. We need to think of something new, new ways to address that community out there who is struggling who's been depressed and, you know, we quote unquote are out of the pandemic because just because we, we don't have to wear masks don't mean this thing is not real. And things are starting to open back up. And I'm like, I'm glad for it. I would, you know, but I think, see, the challenge is, is that the pandemic only revealed what was going on in a lot of our hearts already. And we have to address it. Number one, get a therapist. And number two, be willing to do the work. Be willing to do the work about being honest about what happened to you. Are you feeling about life, about yourself, about others? We got to be honest. And, and and getting a therapist is good. Uh, and, and, and that dynamic is healthy. But I think it's it's time. And that's uh, uh, and, and I'm jumping ahead. But also uh, be willing to do the work. Dealing with your trauma. Dealing with the past. Dealing with, um, you know, uh, a breakup that you're still holding on to. That, that you haven't forgiven that person. We need to deal with these things. And, and some of us need to go, man, this thing gets deep really quick, but we have to be willing to do the work. We need to read and educate ourselves on the challenges and issues that we have. Like I'm reading a great book on codependency. I'm gonna post it in the group later. Again, be courageous enough to do the work, get the knowledge, get a professional. And then I guess I'll make this number three, Get, get support, find a support group, 
Groups are powerful. Life change happens in groups, in small groups. I'm passionate about small groups. My life changed in a small group. When I began doing my work early on in my late 20s, I said, you know what? I can't uh, continue on. If I want to get married, I wanted to do my work. And now it, this is a journey. This is not just a you know, goal, a box that you have. It's a journey. But some of us need to begin it because our hearts are so clogged up and congested with bitterness and anger and frustration and jealousy and envy and all these things and, and deep, deep pain. And there's no room for love. There's no room for joy. There's no room, room for, uh, for kindness because it's, it's clogged with all these other things. And until we're honest about these things that really have hurt us, it's gonna continue to clog them. And our relationships will continue to be shallow and we'll, we'll, we feel lonely because we don't have the capacity to bandwidth to receive love, joy, peace, and kindness before we have it to give to others. This is why we have to do the work. We have to address our codependency. That we're, we feel, we feel, we feel as, 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 you know, as other people go up or other individuals go up, we go up. When they go down, we go down. That's not healthy. Because then that leaves room for manipulation and control. See where this goes? You're either the controller or the controlled. The manipulator or the manipulated because you've already been manipulated toward people. This is, it's, it's, it's unending. And it just shifts. If that individual, if you don't deal with your codependency and that individual that you were codependent toward leaves for whatever reason, if you don't deal with it, it's just going to manifest itself and attach itself to something else. It's 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 like a um. What do you call those things? A leech or you know a a parasite, always looking for a new host. Mm, codependency is a parasite, y'all. This and I'm laughing and it's it's funny, but it's not because we've been dragging this throughout. Okay, let me keep going. As uh, uh so. How to address our codependency. Number one, get a therapist. Number two, be have a willingness to say, you know what? I'm going to invest in me. I'm going to get some books. I'm going to sign up for a course. I'm going to, uh, you know, along with my therapist, I think it's, you know, we need the the the, 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 the triple threat, what I call it, the three-pronged the three attack. Therapist, uh, pastor, coach. That is what, because all the successful people in their life have them. Oprah, LeBron. All these folks have these individuals in their lives on a regular basis. You know, it could be a fitness coach or whatever, uh, therapist, spiritual direction. And if that church is not helping you grow spiritually and giving you courage and giving you faith and willingness to go and address your challenges and to, to become the best version of you, you need to consider leaving. Or start or be part of the solution and start a new group at that church or whatever. Don't just sit on the sidelines. Don't just kind of go, oh, well, I'm checking my religious box and still the same spiritually. You haven't grown. You haven't matured. Christianity is synonymous with the vine. I'm the vine, gear the branches. He that abides in me and I in him, the same brings forth much fruit. For without me, you could do nothing. John 15, growth is the principle. If we are not growing, we are dying. 
Doing the work is helping us grow. Doing the work is helping, like uh, my wife, my wife loves uh, uh, gardening. That's her hobby. And she gets in the garden and she starts, and we, the first thing we do, hitting, getting, getting ready for the summer, wanting the, the front to look beautiful, the garden to look beautiful. First thing we did, hit them weeds. We got to weed, 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 weed. Get them out of there. Get the weeds up out of there. Get down deep. Get the root. Yank them out. Get the rocks. Get them out of there. Get those out of there. Then we got to, you know, uh, deal with the soil, get some mulch, uh, get, make sure if it's not raining, if consistently for whatever, boom, we, we water in it, you know, and, and we're investing in quality plants so we can, when they, when, when they, um, when we plant them, they'll grow and flourish. This is what Jesus is talking about. I love how Jesus always used the examples, world, uh, applicable life examples to bring out spiritual principles. We have to do the work. We have to be willing to go to the root of our issues, right? And last thing is um, be kind to yourself. Last thing, being kind to yourself, say, you know what? This is challenging, and I'm, but I'm going to be kind to myself. I'm not going to beat myself up because I'm, I've been doing this for three months, and I should be here, and I'm not. And Oh, well, no, 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 no. Be kind to yourself. This is an a uncomfortable space to be in. Be kind to yourself. Say, you know what? I'm doing what a lot of people are unwilling to do. And I know God is with me. He's going to continue to be with me. In the spirit of God, I'm praying and I'm trusting that he will reveal things to me when it's time. And I'm investing in myself and prayerfully considering and looking and seeking out like-minded individuals and or communities where we're willing to do the work together. Now, again, uh, you don't have to share all the details within that group, whatever you feel comfortable to share. But the principles, the, you know, hey, I'm codependent and I struggle here and I struggle there. Generally, we don't have to get to the details. And, and you know, I guess, you know, I believe that, you know, when the Bible says confess your sins, I don't believe it has to be specific, but I think it has to be, you know, in the same lane. Right. Whatever the type of sin. But it doesn't have to be, hey, I talked to this person, I did that, and you know, we were this place and we did this thing and did... no, 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 no. This this happened, right? But the, again, to confession, y'all, confession is not just confessing our sins, that the work I'm talking about of addressing our codependency, but it's confessing that this is where I hurt. This is where I'm codependent. This individual, I have an enmeshment. What they do or don't do determines how I feel about myself. And I don't want that. That's not, it's not healthy. It's not safe. This is the kind of work we need to do. Now, I know, and this is what I'm praying that the Intro Power Tribe will be. This is the kind of community I'm desperate to develop and to build, to create a safe space for people to land, a sterile environment for where healing can occur, where the Spirit of God can move. And, and, and that we know that we're not alone. That we're not with the only ones struggling with these being codependent. We're not alone. That is the game changer. When you know, when you recognize that you're not alone, it changes everything. So I I, I had so much fun tonight, y'all. We are, I'm gonna end here. And listen, if you haven't, do me a favor, uh, subscribe to the Intro Power Tribe Podcast. Um, the Intro Power Tribe, Intro Power Podcast. Um, and I got my YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe to that. And if you haven't, follow us on Instagram at, Insta, in, uh, at intro-powered. 
okay? Because we're building something special. And it's starting slow, but I love it because this is not for everyone. And remember, talent and ability will get you in the door, but kindness will take you to the top and sustain you there. God bless y'all. Take care.